the Papa's punishment. Uh, Papa's punishes, sorry, has gone up. There you go, Hod. You said I'd Jesus. set up one thing. You said I'd stuff one thing up a week, and there it is. And welcome to the Empire Dynasty League podcast. We are back again. I'm Ben, joining you as always, and we have got Christopher Keane here as well. How are you, buddy? Going well, thanks, Ben. A bit of a later addition to the podcast this week, but uh, all in good time. How are you, Hod? Boys, I am fantastic. COVID restrictions of ease. The wind's down today, meaning the blind is not banging in my ear. And didn't we get some flack this week in the chat? You know, the boys, they don't shy away from giving us some shit about how good we are at this podcast, but... When we're a few days late, it still seemed to be in demand. So I, th- I think it still is wanted. What do you think? Yeah, definitely got that vibe. Uh, I had Jake messaging me uh, on, what was it, Friday morning. He was he was a loss. He was a shell of a man because he didn't have a podcast to listen to on the Thursday night. I know Matty Mack was wandering around doing his exercise, just no direction Nothing to uh, to give him entertainment <laughs> when he was trying to do his exercise. So, no, it's it's as much as we do cop it. I think there were a few people that were uh, a bit disappointed to not have it go out Thursday night. Well, I think I think these boys just think the pod just you know we, we stream live and we make it all up. It does take a little bit of time to put together, doesn't it, Keeney? Especially this soundboard we've got now. Jesus. Yes. Well, it, it does. I'm, I'm looking forward to the additions of the soundboard. We discussed it offline. There might be a few extra ones in the coming weeks coming that, that won't make me look uh, too great, will they, Hod? No. Jesus! Hopefully the soundboard provides a bit more than Keeney's special comments there because we had about 10 seconds of silence as he collected his <laughs> All right, let's go. Every newsman in the city's laughing at us, and I don't like it. That's right. We've got the news coming up, but I did forget to say we do have Twitter and Instagram. EDL Pod is where it's at, so tell us. I know I saw Scoot started to follow, so one person at least checked it out, which is nice. But in news, we've got Dan Quinn uh, and the GM for Atlanta getting the axe this week, not getting it done with what they've dished up so far this year, and... Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Atlanta come out now after that change there. Lev Bell is the other big news. He has, during the week, got released by the Jets and just recently signed with the Chiefs to a one-year deal. Uh, the Jets will have $15 million in dead money this year and $4 million next year, so they've made a sound investment there with that pickup. So... I think Hod was saying before he made $28 million with the Jets in just 14 games. So that's uh, that's how you get it done, isn't it? 14 games of work to get $28 bucks. my God. Uh, moving to some COVID news. We've had some scares with the Falcons, the Colts. Um, Nick Saban, it says here as well. So now it's trickling down into college too. So uh, yeah, but false positives, wasn't it, for Falcons and Colts mm, so yep. far. So I do fear the day that... Um, that an entire week is just going to get wiped out in the NFL and it seems to be edging in. Well, it's, it seems, you know, we've had the Chiefs, uh, not the Chiefs, the Pats and the Broncos, that one 
moved ahead a week and then they've had their bye subsequently moved to the previous week. But I think most teams have that bye in hand at the moment. But if there seems to be a second wave of the same team, that could pose some scheduling issues. And I wonder if the season just keeps getting dragged out, which I hope it does, but implications for fantasy playoffs could be interesting later in the year. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. And I think Roger Goodell sort of come out without specifically saying it, basically implying that, you know, they've got week 18 and 19 up their sleeve if they need it. Um, so they're more than willing to look at that, pushing games back. Um, interesting how that does affect fantasy, but um, I suppose we've got to think about that as well. But it looks to me like, yeah, as you said, if there's going to be more and more of this, um, they're just going to have to be really flexible with, with where they schedule games. Yeah, exactly. And uh, well, we'll move on with Melvin Gordon news. He uh, was done with a DUI during the week and then was sick apparently for a couple of days later at practice. So a bit going on there. I think has he's been officially suspended or he's officially ruled out for this week, was it? I saw that just yeah. before we started to record. So uh, just after he finally had one of his best games of the season, he has a bit of a setback there. So not good news. We'll move on to our injury news, though, and we'll, we'll cross to the, the medical expert of the three of us in Brody <laughs> for some injury news. No expert, but just had a little bit more knowledge than you two in the, well, in the yeah. medical field. What did I call it? Um, I can't even get the terminology right. I make the, up injury the, names. The Liz Frank combined <laughs> with the Jones fracture, I think it oh, was. The Liz Jones. I was just going to say, um, Dan Andrews just was on just before saying that the Jones Frank bar is going to be open soon. So that's, that's good news for everyone. Yes. Beauty. But yes, unfortunately, um, I'll head up the injury news here. And Dak Prescott, obviously a huge blow to the Cowboys and um, our very own Maddie Mack here with the Prestige Worldwide. But um, ironically, such a significant injury like that on the same week that Alex Smith came back. Um, was an interesting take. But I, I don't think Dak's going to be down that path. From all reports, it was a clean clean break, clean surgery, um, and hopefully back for the start of the next training camp. But on a more lighter note, um, some big names uh, are back this week. And I do like that we've slotted in on a Sunday our time and we're getting the most up-to-date news alerts. So um, ironically... Half of my team's in this uh, positive <laughs> outlook here. Cam Newton uh, comes back from COVID. Drew Locke, uh, he, he's just, we've just got the alert in that he's set to start against the Pats. Um, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones have all been cleared. I don't know how Julio, given the re-aggravation, mm. has already been taken off the injury list with no designation this week. I, I'm very surprised by that. But anyway, we'll move on to... Uh, some players that are out, Keeney. I was going to, just before I do, I was going to ask you that. I mean, last time this happened, he gave it a little twang in the first quarter. As a Julio Jones owner, are you excited to see him back so quickly? Well, not really. Uh, but, but the last time he tweaked it, he was a game-time decision. Like, he actually did the running around before the game and they didn't know whether he was playing. So only two weeks later for a re-aggravation is normally a longer step back. Uh, and now he's going into the game without an injury designation. So it's a little weird, but hopefully he's back the big fella. Yeah. I reckon they're the worst predicaments to be in for fantasy because 
the likelihood of him playing and then re-aggravating and sitting out the whole game, it's mm. it's a weird one to go into. Do you do you play him because he's a star when he is performing, or what if he does his hammy in the first five minutes and then you get a donut from him? So it's a shit spot to be in. It it is a shit spot to be in unless the guy you're weighing up was Brian Hoyer, in which case I'd take a <laughs> hobbled Julio for. Yeah. A half of football. Well, there's a chance he won't get a negative with Julio doing <laughs> exactly. a hammy, so <laughs> that's that that bonus to look for. Yeah, moving moving along now. Um, the other piece of injury news, probably that's significant, is uh, Dalvin Cook. We saw on the Monday night game he was running very nicely um, for Minnesota, but he's got a, a groin issue that should see him out. I think they've got the bye next week, so he'll, he'll miss this week and next week, and then he potentially could be back the week after. Uh, shrewd drafting by uh, Scoot and the executioners picking up Madison Does it, for coverage. He can just slot him in and didn't he look good as well? I think we all agree he's a, a very nice backup just to have sitting in there. You'd, you'd uh, slot him in with a bit of confidence. Um, other news, Deontay Johnson ruled out for the Steelers. Um, and just on this, how about Chase Claypoolos' efforts on the weekend? I know Timos is listening. He'd be very excited with his four touchdowns. Could have been five with an offensive pass interference call coming back. Um, what a performance from the rookie. Exactly. I was going to say there's breakout games and then there's what Chase Claypool did. That was absolutely ridiculous. So uh, Tim Moss has put him straight into the starting lineup this week. Yeah. He's, going to, he's going to be hoping for something at least in the double digits now that he's put the faith in him. And I'm... I haven't really looked at this, but I think the chance of repeating that is pretty low. And I dare say that a, a young player who pulls out a game like that probably has a higher likelihood of uh, having a bit of a, a game that brings him down back to earth. But we'll have to wait and see. Kenny? Now, as, as the commissioner, I should be all over this, but was this a taxi squad um, player for Timos that he's taken off and straight in the line? It could be the first one. I assume it was, uh, no, right? no, no. He was sitting on his bench. I did look at this when okay. Claypool was going off. I was seeing if Tim started him and he was sitting on his bench, not taxi squad. Right. So, anyway, no. a nice we'll, we'll, move, we'll move to the league news. Uh, I mean, it's it must have been a big week of league news when my waiver acquisition of Travis Fulgham is the number one and only story. I spent 74 fab on it. I think another example of how fab in a dynasty league means sweet FA. When there's a player you want to get, just spend the money on him. My thing with him is he's young. He got targets and he could turn out to be something that... I mean, they haven't got many options at wide receiver at this point, so why not, Pod? Well, to be fair, we've been in lockdown for six months. So splurge all you like, Benny. Just throw (laughs) the cash out there. The economy. That's it. And... We did have a trade go down this week. So Manny and Tim uh, sent through a trade, which I got excited when I saw the trade. And then it was, uh, I think, a relatively uh, even trade for both sides. So it saw Manny getting Christian Kirk and a 2022 first rounder and Timos getting the injured Dallas Godet, a 2021 third and a 2022 second. So I think, um, yeah, both sides would be pretty happy with what they've done there what are your thoughts boys on that one um uh, just looking at the picks in that is there a chance that timos could be right up there and manny could be 
right down there. And those two picks are somewhat very similar in 2022. Mm. So it could be uh could be a nice one, nice get there for Timos. Yeah, he'd be banking on Manny having another down year. I mean, it's things that we're going to get into breaking down people's teams, but if injuries and everything continue for Manny, this season's not looking too solid. Um, he'd be hoping for a bit more of a turnaround. I don't think he's going to possibly cop as many uh, players sitting out and getting all the injuries. That he's, yeah. Who knows? I mean, the Michael Thomas one's the strangest one for him at the moment. Yeah. Um, my initial thoughts on the trade was I, I kind of liked it for both uh, both teams. I, I, I like that Manny received a young receiver with that first round pick as well. Got it's an interesting one for me. Um, looking at kind of Zach Ertz contract, he's there till 2023. Obviously, you traded for him last week, Hod, um, and got it out in 2021. So they're going to have a decision to make, Philly, whether they, they keep both of them around at the end of the next year. Um, so that one will be, be one to watch going forward. Well, I am obviously high on the turnaround for Ertz, but at the moment, is it a race for the first one to get out of there? Because Philly's uh, stinking <laughs> be. it up at the minute. Could yeah. be. That offense, I, I mean, that offensive line is just absolutely battling. Yeah. Not as much as the point. Giants, though, but uh, yeah. All right, let's let's move. Keeney, as the commissioner, as one of the commissioners, let's move to the PSA announcement that you want to deliver to the, all the all the many... 11 listeners out there 10. yeah for the um for the league members and for all the international listeners who just <laughs> want to be aware of what's happening in our league um i'll just i'll just make it clear to everyone who is listening that our trade deadline will be at the start of the week 10 matchup so before that first week 10 game is when the trades will be cut off so just for everyone listening out there be aware of it it's closer than you probably realise. It's only three or four weeks away. So particularly for the contenders and maybe for the teams looking to to rebuild their squad a little bit, make sure you get set. Make sure you see where your lineups kind of looking and, and how you want it to look in the future and, and be aware that after that point, that'll be you'll be locked in until obviously the pre-season of, of 2021. Yeah, speaking of trades, nice little segue there. Yeah, a little grapevine this week uh, is a little birdie told me that maybe uh, Jimmy Graham was offered to a team. I don't know who this birdie could have been. Jimmy Graham offered to a team that maybe needed a bit of coverage at tight end and for a 2022 third round pick and knocked it back, was quite shrewd and then might have uh, regretted after Jimmy Graham had a nice little game on his hands, not pulling the trigger on that one. I don't know which birdie told me this uh, grapevine news, but uh, we'll have to maybe find out uh, somewhere down the track. Cooney? Well, yeah, I, I, I like it. I think my prediction is that I think everyone's sort of just this year is sitting back and kind of just just having a look at how it all goes in terms of that trade space and how that team looks and um, what to trade and what to give up. I think next year's it's going to be a bit more open with teams realising in dynasty, how that all looks. I think just year one, everyone's kind of more willing just to look back and just just sit back and see how their team develops. Um, I think next year, the Heard It Through the Grapevine segment is going to get some serious traction. Those grapes could get quite juicy. <laughs> so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, pulled, he's pulled the first one on himself. I just oh, wanted totally. to uh, use the soundboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, I totally agree. I, I put it out there early in the week that um, 
Gaskin was on the trade block and I got I got as many crickets that I just got then for my, <laughs> my grape pun. Actually, do you know what? I think this one's a perfect example to Jimmy Graham for the for the 2022 third. I think once the rookie, once we actually do a rookie draft and people see what a 2022 third rounder looks like, yeah, I think that's when they'll be like, okay, well, that's a player that may not even make it. Like he might be a 20% chance to make it. Maybe that's a known commodity is worth that. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, that's enough talking about uh, hypothetical trades. Let's get some reviews. What was that? I heard something, then I saw something. You didn't hear anything, man. Well, we'll we'll start week five this week with the uh, two of the the hosts of this podcast matching off against each other. Park City Lions, disappointing 88.76 against the Humdingers, 130.6. Not really much of a contest in this one. And I suppose Ben made his intentions known after that Robinson trade. And hasn't he just delivered in spades? I will say the Love Chub had a rest this week. Um, they have a, It's been a big workload for the Love Chub this year. So nice of them just to, get a, just to get a rest on the pine. There won't be a week that goes past where I don't mention the Love Chub. Um, <laughs> moving, on to, moving on to Hod's team, though, you put up a nice little 130 burger there with, with both his QBs not doing a whole lot um, of damage and missing three of his star players, which we, which we talked about in the injury news, and he should get a few of those back soon, which is a really nice sign and a bit of a warning sign to the rest of the league, I would think, um, that he can put up these kind of scores. Benny, Justin Herbert, you started him. Um, I think he broke a, a Monday night football record for a rookie QB with four touchdowns. Um, wow. We, we mentioned it last week, but you must be sitting there. Just quickly, I'll, I'll, I'll throw to you here, but geez, he looks good, doesn't he? Ooh, yeah, he might have broken a, he broke a record Is, in my pants watching it. That's, uh, <laughs> I think that just broke right then after your little... Oh. I was just thinking back to some of those plays. My God. I mean, so we started the year off talking about Lamar Jackson every week. We, <laughs> it might be Justin Herbert going forward where we just drop the old Herberg in there. If we're still looking for some sponsors, I think some moisturizer might be needed for Ben's callus formation on his hands there. Johnson and Johnson, uh, if you're listening. The old, the old Park City lotions. <laughs> Park City lotions. I love it. Oh, wow. uh, no, he, looked, um, he was phenomenal. So hopefully more of that and less sort of variance as a rookie. I mean, I'll expect him to have some down weeks. I did get another message from um, Camo Camo during the week. He actually, he said he he went to fill out the power rankings form and at the bottom it says that, um, and there's a report abuse button. He said, I might have to report abuse because you're not giving me Justin Herbert. Talk about um, blokes using lotion while they're watching Justin Herbert. Gee whiz, Camo. Yeah. He's gone through liters of the stuff. He's excited, <laughs> the big man. I'll just just add on Herbert. He's he's not just slinging it to any one guy. He's getting all these no name receivers involved, which is not a great sign for fantasy if you have the receivers. But he did have Keenan Allen out for that most of that game, and he still didn't struggle. So it is really positive signs for the big dog. It is. Um, well, I'll quickly wrap up this game. Um, so we, I did mention that Ben's kind of made every intention that he's kind of packed up shop this year, I reckon, for season 2020 with that trade from last week. And to be honest, it kind of looks like that in the rocker, in the locker room of, of Benny's Park City Lions. I think they've responded appropriately off the back of that with a little 88 <laughs> burger. They've had enough of the manager. We'll stuff you if you don't think we're a chance that we're not performing for you. Um, 
And just just one for you, Hod. Just me and you. I think we need a ramp up there. Edmonds for Robbie Anderson trade. <laughs> Both of those players look like they've got our star, the star number one guy uh, covered at the minute. It's uh, It's been a frustrating year in terms of that sort of stuff. But with my prediction, I'm, I'm back on the board, li- listeners. I know I've been pretty putrid in the old predictions, but a successful little Peter Tinklage last week from... <laughs> <laughs> from Ben back to Hod, so I'm back. He's back on Let's, board. Uh, I'm back on board. Let's move over to the Gym City Stallions. 126.96 versus the Prestige Worldwide, 132.48. This one was closer than certainly Thais anticipated. Jeez, it went down to the wire. But was it the sleeping that was heard around the nation? Wowee, Jim. He slept in. He's left Daryl Henderson in the lineup, they've obviously cancelled their game. Um, sorry, the um, the Pats game was cancelled. So Melvin Gordon, um, I should say, the Pats and Broncos game was cancelled. So Melvin Gordon sitting there in his lineup. Daryl Henderson on the bench puts up a twenty burger. He loses by five, five and a half. Massive uh, repercussions for the, the sleeping. I reckon Jim will be up at at three fifty five this morning, or tomorrow morning <laughs> even. No, he's training this morning. To get ready for tomorrow morning, I think so. But gee, that 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 last for for those who are watching, the Jim obviously had Derek Henry there, and and Matt was texting me furiously about Derek Hen- about Derek Henry uh, getting in some uh, goal line work right at the end there. He was a very very concerned. But for this week, Jimmy gets back uh, Rogers this week, and of course, Matty Mack loses Dak, which we talked about. Uh, Last week, but if anyone can recover from those injuries, it is the Prestige Worldwide with uh, an abundance of QB talent just sitting on the pine there. I think we'll get to it um, soon, but he's just plugged Jared Goff in, so not a bad little replacement there. I reckon it's an encouraged perform- encouraging performance from Jim here without Rogers, Melvin Gordon, um, and we mentioned Allen getting uh, injured early in that in that Chargers Saints game. So um, a pretty pretty solid performance from both teams here. Um, and again, just nailed that prediction. I said the Prestige world would, Worldwide would win, and I was right again. So, 2-0, and o, boys. Get around me. I, I love your uh, enthusiasm about turning the corner because you've just hit 500 on your predictions for the year. So, well done, <laughs> Keeney. It's, it's a low bar. But, uh, oh, well, great segue. We'll speak of a high bar because another 2-0 and o on the week and up to 7-1. and one. Uh, Benny's right there behind me. He's 6-0 and o the last three weeks. So... Um, but did correctly predict this one. The straight cash hobos, as Scoot likes to call them, did knock him off 167.5 to 137.62. Um, Timos is off to a super start this year. I mean, all these players seem to be peaking in the early parts and that's led by Kamara, who's probably benefited with Thomas on the sideline. Um, Diggs is riding this Josh Allen surge beautifully. Um, legit wide receiver one chance if this continues this year and speaking of wide receiver ones Metcalf is at the peak of his powers at the moment and is looking like one of the best picks of the startup uh, and Tannehill has kept this 2019 form so far this season so um, all those players carried him to another impressive score last week and we'll move to Scoot who also put up a pretty solid week Everyone performed well except for Hurst, who I know Scoot was very high on this season and has been very underwhelming, um, plain and simply. So 
And me having a little bit of investment in the Atlanta offense, I think we both will be hoping that Julio can get back to his old form and, and open this offense up. And, uh, but Herndon, I, I mean, Scoot, this is a questionable decision at best. But to be fair, I, I don't really think Scoot had too many other options with a few on by and, um, and the depth there. So that was, uh, yeah, as we said, correctly predicted there with Timos getting the win and moving on to uh, what was a lopsided affair in the end, the San Diego Demons falling 112 to OJ legal team, 164, another super score by Jake. Um, and that's off the back of all these stars performed as, as we've become accustomed to pretty much. Derek Carr is looking like a great get for Jake and has been a steadying addition um, for most weeks. And Benny Roth, just a little one here. He seems, it seems to be a little volatile with um, Roethlisberger because the, the touchdowns have been there this year. And um, it'll just be interesting to see whether that plays out, whether he gets the three, three touchdowns a week to make his score um, look as good as it has been. But if he if falls back to a, a 202 sort of game, it's, um, it's not probably what Jake's looking for with Benny Roth, but he's been pretty stellar coming off that injury. Um, but to turn it to a positive, um, with the injury to Dak, I think Zeke is most likely going to be the focal point in, again in Dallas. So he hasn't been um, hugely apart. Well, the rushing touchdowns haven't been there, but he's, he has had some receptions. But we'll see if that continues with Andy Dalton in there now. And um, Keeney was pretty high on Camo's resurgence, but um, I'm just not so sure about it. The the QBs are obviously a great foundation for Camo, but they just aren't getting much backup. Hunter McLaurin, uh, excluding last week for McLaurin with the obvious quarterback issues, but they're the only real solid flaws I see at the moment. The rest of the squad seems to be a boom or bust player, which will deliver these up and down scores. Uh, Singletary disappointed in his first game trailing this year for the Bills and, and wasn't obviously a favourable game script. But Gallup is a dice roll with Dalton. Hardman can win you a week, but that might be one in every three. So hopefully for Camo, this squad um, changes uh, pretty quickly. And he's, as you mentioned earlier, he's got three weeks um, to construct some trades there. Otherwise, I don't know that the quarterbacks can do it for him. Yeah, I think that's spot on when you look at his list that um, definitely has players who could go off and he could have a very big week. But yeah, that inconsistency could hurt him if he's trying to obviously get into the playoffs and get that record up a bit. He's only two games off the chase though in that strong Sonny Weaver Jr. division. So he could get mm. back in it. He needs things to turn around sooner rather than later though. I'll uh, move to the next game, which was the Sensible Haircuts with an 80.5. They were defeated by the Punishers. Uh, <laughs> almost forgot it. With 131.32. <laughs> uh, so, no, this was pretty one-sided straight from the get-go. Uh, Wilson and Burrow both came down to earth this week. Um, and the rest of Manny's team, they did not pick up the slack that was left behind by those two players. So, look, running back situation, we said um, with what Manny did in the draft, and it hasn't panned out very well for him with the injuries and the like. Um, We've Gore, yes, Bell getting released helps the situation, but I still don't think... I think that maybe carries will be given to Lamical, as Keeney likes to call him. (laughs) Um, I think 
Gore will still probably produce what he's been producing this year, and I don't see it getting much more beyond that. Most at coming back for the 49ers means that McKinnon took a fair hit. He only had one carry and four targets. Um, his other running back, Breeder, is now definitely looking like the backup behind Gaskin, which we didn't predict at the start of the year. So things are not falling his way at running back. So he's making trades, clearly, with the, the Kirk trade, but uh, maybe he might need to be looking at some running back trades as well down the track. Who knows? So... Deontay Johnson, John Brown, Michael Thomas, that saga continues to go on. It's There's a lot falling apart in the sensible haircuts and putting up an 80 kind of reflects that. So I think he's going to be just looking for some answers this week. Todd? I just, I actually um, didn't even notice that score of 80. But speaking of, I just want to comment on Papa. Is there a bigger downhill skier talk himself up, give his opponents shit when he has a huge win against him. Because when it's tight, there is no one more nervous coming up with excuses. And just it's just interesting to see when he's just pounding on a bloke, he's just beaten by 50 in the chat group. It's, we love it, but it's an interesting point with Papa. Yeah, he, I think he's, he often pounds on blokes too. So he's <laughs> become a bit accustomed to it. Is that why he's oh. named the Punishers? It could be. Could oh. very well be. Oh. Um, Double donk. Nah, spot on. He could be known as the Alan Didak of um, the Alan Didak of this fantasy world. As for his team, we've, we've given a lot of time to the team that put up 80 points. The Punishers, very respectable, 130. Uh, and that is with subpar score from Tom Brady and a zizzer from old Scotty Miller as well. So... His tight ends came out swinging this week, both scoring in the 20s. So that's looking pretty nice. And we did like the Jonu Smith pickup. So the fact that he can roll him out with Kelsey is a nice little flexibility for his team. So he'll be wanting to uh, obviously have 130 as his baseline score and then upside of if those QBs kick it off each week. So he'll be pretty happy with where his team is poised at the moment. I got that one correct in a prediction too, since we're gloating about our predictions, Keeney. And I got this one right too, the grass. Damn straight you did. 117, defeating the DFF. uh, 91.98. So... As predicted by the grouse themselves, another example where DFF was all talk about wages and ultimately didn't do anything about it. That was a pretty, that was an easier prediction than this game, to be honest. Um, this, this one was about as inspiring a game from the two teams without a win uh, and bottom of the league with scoring and the highest scoring player in this match was a 17.7. So went in with the match of the uh, match of the week tag with our little kazoo playing match of the week last week and and it did it deliver on an underwhelming 117 to 91 yeah, yeah it, there wasn't much um to write about this one Kittle came back to earth as did the entire 49ers aj brown was the the bright spot for keeney who was one of the players to score that 17.7 steph um i found it interesting he was so confident in his, in his qb situation that he was just able to drop the ripper in Brett Rippian. So, you know, now that Garoppolo with his ankle problem, he's back in the lineup, no issues there. He'll, he'll solidly play for the rest of the year, apparently. Um, yeah. So I know that a lot of people might've gone, well, that's fair enough to drop Brett Rippian because he was on a buy 
and yeah, but if anyone actually takes the time, and I know not many people are doing it, to look at the DFF's list, he's got two empty bench spots at the moment. Why are you dropping anyone, Steph? This, and I'm going to put this out there, This a serious inquest needs to take place. There is tanking, and then there is tanking. And this bloke is not even trying to hide the fact that he's tanking anymore. Like, fair enough, he's trading away assets, he's trying to get picks in. Now the bloke's just not even picking people up. He's just getting rid of his players, and he's putting out... I mean, I'm, I'm furious. Garoppolo gets a 0.92, so actually maybe dropping... Uh, Brett Ripien was a good idea. Although if he had started him, he would have been his equal highest QB for the week. So, Keeney, what are your thoughts? I'm furious. Well, I was just going to say, and he's even now started to drop some Trevor Lawrence clickbait. So he's not hiding the fact that this is this is the big plan all along. But little does he know that the likelihood is that the Trevor Lawrence clickbait will be to replace his current QB, Sam Darnold. So I don't know why he's so excited by it. I think it's, it has about as much thought into it as dropping Brett Rippey in uh, when you've got two empty spots on your list. Uh. Mate, like the D's copped it for tanking and they copped fines and all sorts of stuff. This this is more blatant than the D's ever put out all those years ago. Uh, are you saying Are you saying maybe his first round pick gets stripped? Is that what you're yeah, trying to say? Yeah, and given to me. <laughs> <laughs> Or donated to me. I've, I've got no picks for the next five years. So that's Donation. Really <laughs> it's funny when you uh, give everything away that you have nothing left. Amazing. <laughs> now, nah, but uh, look, I, I'm all for, I'm all for teams, um, you know, obviously acknowledging when they're not going to compete and, and trying to set themselves up for the future. But I think dropping players that could actually provide your team some coverage when you don't need to drop them. I think the, that's you on... You're on thin ice there, DFF, and I think you need to pull your head in a bit. Um, but that's that's all I'm going to say on that matter. Hod, you've got was, the. Uh, oh no, you've already gone through the rank the the records, haven't you? Well, I will. Yeah, I have. Uh, other than we all went six and zero last week, I'll just uh, drop that one in there. But it was interesting with Garoppolo. I always love the coach speak after the game, and they said they pulled him because he couldn't plant on that ankle. Uh, so I'm not sure if that's just an excuse or he's having a dig at the medical staff who cleared him to play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very interesting comment, I thought, after the game. So he can't put weight on his ankle to throw. Um, Darnold is doubtful for this week. And Jacob Eason is Steph's backup. So is this going to be the first time in Dynasty that we've had a zero position played? Get the first rounder ready. I'm I'm just saying, and I'll I'll say it again. Next year is the first year the Niners don't have guaranteed money going towards Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got two years to run on that contract. If they cut him, they save fifty million over two years. There is a world where he gets cut from the Niners and they move on with someone else. So Steph's grand plan to get uh, Trevor Lawrence could mean that he gets Trevor Lawrence, but then ultimately has no other quarterbacks playing on his list. Imagine, imagine. Jimmy G left and went and backed up Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> but uh, you, you, that would be great. you didn't, you boys probably didn't see it. I've just tinkered and maybe added a second crystal ball there, Keeney, that you've almost ruined. Oh so, no, that's all right. We'll we'll get to that. But right. power rankings, Benny. Oh yeah. That's the power of. Uh-huh.
righty. Well, uh, we, we start at the bottom, don't we? So I'll jump in. That was a bit of an upbeat drop there. And then we just, it's met with an, all righty. Come on, Hon, pick it up a bit, mate. Jesus. All right, I'll pick it up. I'll, I'll pick up the rear, which is, well, what I'm good at, boys. Hey. So we'll, we'll, go with, we'll go with, start with the DFF. And wasn't the grouse confident that he would just put some separation between 11 and 12? But, uh, no change the DFF. Well, the grouse at 11. But one of the biggest movers of the week, I'm not sure he'll be too happy with this, but the running back lover himself, Manny, has slid down to 10 in the bottom tier. A move of three down. So, um, And then Jim City Stallions, they head up the rear at ninth. Mm, he's moved up a spot there. I think, that, as you said, Manny falling down three spots ultimately means that these three teams have all jumped up a spot. Number eight, we have the San Diego Demons moving up from ninth last week. Seven, we've got the Park City Lions moving up from eighth last week. And rounding it off, no change here. Straight Cash Homies staying at number six and the Humdingers staying at number five, which I did find quite surprising. I thought that with what Tim has been putting up, that he might have jumped up potentially into that top four. Um, but what is definitely coming through when we look at these power rankings, there is a clear top six at the moment and a very clear bottom six. So I know we've got this broken into thirds, but it pretty much could be just two halves at the moment, couldn't it, Keeney? Absolutely. Um, and I'll, I'll move on to the top third rent. Um, and we'll start at we'll start at number four. You did you actually you mentioned the the tier breakdown here. There's even more more of a tier breakdown from um, it's really three to six that are very very close together. So you could really put these all kind of in in the one pile here. But at number four, he's dropped down one spot after a loss. The Bayside Executioners, um, and obviously with that news, then the Papa's punishment. Uh, Papa's punishes, sorry, has gone up. There you go, Hod. You said I'd Jesus. stuff up one thing. You said I'd stuff one thing up a week, and there it is. Sorry to Papa. I was so excited. I, I got the Papa's punishes. The punishment. <laughs> but uh, Papa's punishes has moved up to number three. I know he'll be very excited by that. And uh, the top two, I'd like to say this is 1A and 1B. There is nothing between these two in the power rankings. But there is no change again this week. Number two, Prestige Worldwide, just behind number one, OJ's legal team, I think for a third or fourth straight week in a row. Yeah, I, I thought that Matt might have jumped Jake this week, but uh, he's just holding on. And, and after looking at the, the rankings there, it was pretty much a dead tie until the last power ranking vote got in there. So Matt is hot on his heels. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. And John McEnroe there can only mean one thing, that we are here to overreact, as we always do, and with very little accuracy in our overreactions. But here's my one again. I'll I'll launch into it. We've just got one this week, and I want to get your thoughts on it. But uh, with the new Lev Bell news in signing with KC... Uh, my overreaction is that Lev Bell will become the Kareem Hunt of the Kansas City offense. And what I mean by that, I'll elaborate a little bit, that looks very much on the surface that he's being brought in as a bit of a rental. And I think for Lev Bell, he's probably looking to boost his stocks for his next contract after this one year. But I kind of think that 
he might fit in nicely in this uh, committee and become sort of part of their backfield for the next few years, maybe two or three years. Give us your thoughts, Hod. Yeah, it's an interesting take, Benny. Um, There's no doubt he'll obviously compliment CH all year. Um, They're pretty high on the rookie, but uh, Bell should see the goal line and short yardage work, which is an area where CH has underwhelmed this year. So there's definitely a fantasy appeal there. But moving forward, whether Bell stays with the Chiefs or goes somewhere else, I definitely think we have seen the last of the Bell cow. See what I did there, boys? Pretty, pretty average. If I'm gonna, pick. I could double that one up with a tumbleweed as well. Oh. Tumbleweed and crickets for that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, very good. Just yeah. wanted to get the soundboard involved there. Thanks, mate. No, you did did wonders there. I yeah. Look, I think I agree. He's clearly not going to get the workload that he used to get back in the day. But I think it's possibly the best. Uh, offense you could be in in regards to scoring and getting goal line work in that offense is a pretty nice position to be in. What do you think, Keeney? Well, look, it's the very reason why I let Clyde Edwards Hilaire go and, and he ended up falling to Steph. So um, I, I anticipated something like this might happen. Um, <laughs> so, you know, now it's happened. I think, you know, it's no great, great shock over here. But it, in all seriousness, it is going to be very interesting to see how that does affect him. I think. Um, he's still going to clearly be a part of the offense, but it's more from a dynasty point of view um, how that will affect him going forward. Obviously, that um, hinges quite clearly on what Lev Bell does or what the Chiefs do with Lev Bell. Um, but it's not great for Clyde Edwards-Alaire owners, I wouldn't think. No, it's definitely definitely a little kick to the stock, but you know, dynasty is obviously a game that we're looking many years, and I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire would be fine. But I, I just was um, listening to you talk there, Ben, and thought about the contract or contract history with Bell. And you mentioned that he's made 28 million in not a whole lot of games. So you could argue that his holdout in Pittsburgh actually made him quite a bit of cash. And that cash is off the back of not playing. So it'll be interesting to see now that Bell is playing, how his next contract turns out, wherever that might be. Yeah, I mean, he could he, he could opt for situation again versus cash. The fact that he's he's pocketing cash with very little playing time. He, I mean, it'll it'll also be dependent. I think if Kansas City win the Super Bowl again this year, um, he came out and clearly said that he wants to chase a ring. And if you were anyone on the free market in Kansas City are offering you a a spot on their list, you would be taking it if you want that Super Bowl ring. So, yeah, I uh, I think. Tim will be in an interesting spot at the end of the season, depending on what goes down with Lev Bell. Because, you know, do you trade him before potentially he gets a new contract? Do you trade him on the back of, um, you know, potential of where he could land? Or do you hold on to him in the hope that he could capitalise in Kansas City? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just wonder if this is the peak, peak of his value from a dynasty point of view right now. Um, obviously, there's unknowns that go towards that. Um, but it's a, yeah, as you said with Timos, it's an interesting predicament he's going to find himself in. I, gut feel is he'll, he'll keep him and, and ride him out and we'll see what happens. But um, mm. there's an argument to be made that you should be probably shopping him around, seeing what you could get for him. Well, yeah, he's 28 years old. For all we know, his best years are behind him. Like, we don't know if he can produce what he did 
back in the day in Pittsburgh because it's been a while since he's actually been in a competent offense. So I think Tim will most likely hold on to him um, and hope that his value goes up from here. But you're right, this could potentially be his his highest value. So we'll have to wait and see. So that could be another outlandish uh, overreaction from me, though. But let's keep it cracking. Oh, I said it with all due respect. That, no, that doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want to say to me. It sure, sure as heck does. No, no, it doesn't it's mean that. It's in the Geneva Convention. It's, Look it up. Not... All right, kick it off, Hod. We have a bit more enthusiasm this time, mate. Well, I'll, I'll be enthusiastic. These sound drops are just unreal. I cannot wait for Jake to give us some feedback on these, but I'm pretty upbeat about them. And um, speaking of Jake, we've got the grouse uh, coming up against him this week, a one and four V four and one. And sorry, Kenny, but not much really to preview here. I, I look for Jake to keep rolling with a W and that is purely based on the fantasy gods. They are mm. back on Jake's side. Yeah. Who would have thought they left him in a four and one start top scorer of the year. But we could argue they never left based on that. And, that this call is on the back of Derek Carr's bye. He may have lucked into Drew Locke's return. Um, well, we can actually say that he's, he's been um, called in this week. So very fortunate there for Jake. Um, but I, I definitely see him rolling this week with another win. Um, move to five and one. And both of my games are pretty lopsided. Sorry, Benny. And, and both against the fellow pods. Um, but Papa... Yeah, I think Papa will keep the momentum going here on a on his way to a five and one record. But just a little thought on Papa's squad. He he will be. I get a couple of um, what would you call them? Aggressive texts when the Colts games are on regarding T.Y. Hilton because he's he's had a very lackluster start to this year and has hasn't been very involved in this offense with Rivers to date. So he'll be looking for um, T.Y. to get on the board this week. Is that is that a classic case? Getting some aggressive messages there of of him being more disappointed in himself for grabbing Ty Hilton where he did. He's just trying to take it out on the player. You're better than that. Pat. Actually, you're not better than that. Sorry. That, that <laughs> was that was one very hot take at the start before the season started that he was a fourth round redraft player. Yeah, that was uh, scorching. That one. Mm, I fell <laughs> off my chair. Now, well, yeah. So for someone who's who's what. What's your record on predictions for the year, Hod? You've had one wrong? Seven and one. Seven, Seven and, one. and one, yeah. And you get Jake against Keeney and me against Papa as your two games. No wonder you're playing Do we want to go into your games last week? Old Fugazi, Pretty, pretty simple. Oh, yeah. Well, my games this week are, are no easy one. Anyway, we'll keep moving. We'll, we you haven't made a prediction, Hod. Are you, are you tipping the upset here or you'd be... What do you mean? I, I said both nah. will roll. Jake and okay. Papa will roll to five and one. Okay. I know you, I know okay. you boys didn't want to hear that, but uh, selective hearing, I'd call it. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll move on to a uh, to another matchup here that's a little spicier than probably it looks on the eye. But the San Diego Demons, one and four at the moment. I'm uh, I'm still on the bandwagon. I still think they're okay on their day. I've, I've got higher hopes than most um, against the Prestige Worldwide. The black leather gloves sitting at five and zero. Oh, very close to that number one power ranking spot at the moment. But Thais and the Prestige Worldwide will be tested over the next couple of weeks, With um, obviously with Prescott out for the year. Um, Austin Eckler still two to three weeks away. And, and the great Corey Davis season, not uh, kicking off as anticipated, but he does have some nice 
rookie wide receivers there sitting in the wings that should be able to cover for him. And also just Jared Goff. I mean, what a luxury just to be able to plug him straight back into the lineup. I think he's number nine QB this year or something like that. So to have him just sitting on the bench and that'll plug him in is a nice luxury that not many teams have. Um, in this one, it's going to come down to the Monday night matchup here. And it's a nice one with Allen v Mahomes. Um, and Camo's also got a few other players in that matchup as well, Hardman and Singletary. So if it's anything like last week with the Derrick Henry sweat that Thais had to go through, it could be a similar kind of story here in this one. Um, before I make a prediction, I just want to say, Pod, you touched on the fact that Jake just loves to pray to those fantasy gods. I mean, he was very unlucky for a whole half of one game this year. Um, so, But if anyone could could do with some help from the bloody fantasy gods, it's Camo. Have a listen to the scores against his cop this year. 142, 162, 144, 137, 164. The poor bloke just wants a nice, easy matchup, and he comes up against the 5-0 and Prestige Worldwide. He's been a little stiff this year, Camo, I reckon, but with that said, I am going to continue to predict the Prestige Worldwide to go to 6-0. and I think until they lose, I can't tip against them. So maybe a closer matchup than people think, but I'm going to roll with Matt here. Um, in my second game, I'm going to preview it's the Gym City Stallions, the one and four Gym City Stallions against Timos and the straight cash homies. This one's a fascinating matchup. If you if you look at the projections, and I'm not huge on the projections, but it's an okay indication. This one's this one's actually got a little bit of an upset written on it. I'll get into my prediction in a second, but oh boy, um, I think Jim's slight favourite here. Um, but I will say, Hod, you, you mentioned it with a few squads here. And it's going to be interesting through these bye weeks that, that both teams are just going to have to fight their way through. Um, and, and the depth of teams are really going to start being challenged here, uh, particularly with these, these bye weeks. Looking at Tim Oster's squad initially, and I know um, obviously things can change, but Zach Moss is in over Lev Bell. So that's, that's an interesting decision for, for Tim Oss going into this week, I would have thought. Um, but Chase Claypoolos, we mentioned it at the top. He's straight into the lineup. He likes what he sees and he doesn't want another big outing being wasted on his bench. Big Filippo Lindsay, the probably the number one talking point of, of <laughs> Dynasty, of Dynasty in the offseason. He's in. Melvin Gordon's out. So that's even though Jim's got both players, it's it's good to have he hasn't really had a decision where he's had to play both of them at one time. But I think <laughs> The, the Broncos haven't had both on the field basically since week one in the first half. So um, that's good for him in, in a way that he can just plug him in and know he's the number one back. It's fair to say, Keeney, have you ever been barracking for a player who's not on your list any more than big Filippo this week? Oh, I'm excited to see <laughs> you how goes, need actually. that. Uh, you need him to go off just to vindicate that trade and, and put all the haters down. I know that I don't need got... anything. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just higher on Big Filippo than most, that's all. Um, now, Hod, we're not here to pick hey. favourites all week, all right? So here we go. My big prediction, a little bit ballsy, but I'm going to say that the Stallions will say nay to the straight cash homies and get the W. Yes, sir. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, that is incredible. There's, <laughs> there's you the go, newest bro? addition to the soundboard there, Betty. Yes, the <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, I've got um, 
<laughs> yeah, I've got another juicy matchup this week with uh, some of the cellar dwellers of the league in the Johnny Unitas haircut sitting at two and three, taking on the DFF at 0 and 5. Um, both teams' lists are <laughs> suffering from some injuries at the moment, which, uh, I mean, as you said, we don't take um, we don't take projections into account an awful lot, but pretty lowly for both teams this week. I'm just trying to get it in front of me here. It is a 107 to 117 projected battle here, so one for the ages, uh, with a very high likelihood that both could underwhelm based off their projections. Uh, this could genuinely come down to Mostert versus McKinnon um, with both players on each roster here. So that's where I think this matchup is at. But looking at it with uh, a team who's going to potentially roll out a lineup that includes McKinnon, Frank Gore, Jeff Smith, Nick Boyle, and a questionable John Brown, I think I reluctantly have to pick uh, the old tankers, DFF, to get their first win for the year. Keeney. Jesus. That's a massive call, but uh, interesting. I will say, do we think anything of this? The fact that we've just heard Dan Andrews speak and he's opened up the hairdressing salons. Could that be a sign for the sensible haircuts moving forward? He needs one. That is a hot take. I like that. Just really straighten his his team up. Get him back nice and sharp. Get those hard... Hard lines on that hairstyle. Mm. Could be what his team needs. But I did, yeah, I felt a bit gross projecting uh, or predicting <laughs> the DFF to win that one. But it's pretty hard to pick Manny's team when you look at his starting lineup. So who knows? Who knows? I could be wrong and kind of hope I'm wrong because it'd be funny to see the DFF at 0 and 6 after oh. this week. But it does bring us to our matchup of the week. That is the 4-1 Bayside Executioners taking on the real 3-2 Humdingers sitting there looking very stern while he's looking at his computer screen right now. He's really collecting his thoughts going into this because I know for a fact that the uh, manager of the real Humdingers, he doesn't want one of those stupid gifts played after a defeat against the Bayside (laughs) Executioners that he's got seemingly an endless supply of these gifts rolling out every week. He had one for losses. Wasn't expecting that. He's got a different one for a win every week. So who knows? Maybe he had 13 uh, winning ones lined up at the start of the year, just in case. But this is a juicy matchup. And and once again, projections don't mean a lot. But when you've got projections that are starting both teams in the 150 range, um, it means that we are hoping for a very, very good matchup that could come down to the... Well, it is the fourth and the fifth in our power rankings as well. So this could have a direct impact on who's starting to step up a bit in the power rankings. And I know Hod's lowering those power rankings than he would want to be. So I know that he will be very keen to get a win out here. But yeah, it's going to come down to... Um, I was looking at that Monday night football game and it's Hayden Hurst against Drake for both teams. So Hod will be hoping for Drake to bring out that. But if it's a close game... Uh, maybe with a slight edge to scoot going into that. How will you feel, Hod, with uh, with hoping for potentially, say, like a f- 15 to 20 from Drake on that Monday night? Where will your confidence lie? 
Well, based on his track record this year, it won't be very high. <laughs> but uh, I think Hurst versus Drake at the minute's a fair matchup, uh, points wise. <laughs> yeah, um, very true. First of five. But yes, you mentioned stern face. We are we're very focused this week at the Humdingers. We've got a, a big task ahead, and I've I've noticed that Scoot hasn't thrown around the little axe gift this week as he has with the last few weeks saying you're up next. So I know he's confident this week. I've got him in both leagues actually, ironically. Um, and he's more confident about his EDL league against me. So we'll be focused. We'll bring it. Yes. Well, I've had uh, two tough matchups to pick here and I felt a bit gross picking the DFF before. And for this one, I, uh, going to have to pick the Bayside Executioners to just give a slight little snip to the tip of the Humdingers. That's how close <laughs> I, I think it will be. He may just oh. slice off the tip of your Humdinger there, Hod. So, yeah, keep your yeah. distance. And for all those listening who reckon it's an absolute love fest in here, not one of us have picked each other to win this week, which it's is true. quite in- interesting. In your defence, it's pretty easy when Keeney yeah. and I are playing in a matchup to pick against. Us. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say our team sucks, so uh... <laughs> uh, but yeah. But it's a it's a it's a genuinely relevant point, Hod. We're we're fair, but obviously we want our teams to be outstanding. <laughs> I was waiting to see where that was going. <laughs> And it went nowhere. Mate, there's an effect there. I was trying to get you to use the soundboard a bit more. What? Is that what you meant? <laughs> <laughs> you came off looking like a bit of a donkey, if you ask me. Off the grass. Um, now, we will. We've got... I, I took Hod's feedback on board last week. I had a drop for his crystal balls. Um, he, he astutely pointed out that it, it was desperately lacking some balls in there. So I thought it was a little bit too mellow, the drop last week. And Hod, he's, he's a fiery character. He needs something a bit more upbeat, gets him sort of going. So here we go with Hod's crystal ball. Back to the future. Ow, my balls. That is correct. <laughs> All right, Hod, kick us <laughs> off. You were pretty good last week. So uh, I'm, I'm yeah, more curious got, to hear what you got, got up your sleeve this week. Got half of it right with the game uh, moving back. So Cam returns. But um, I was just taken aback by a very odd um, quarterback decision. Uh, I don't know if it was odd in the sense that they had to make the call, but it was odd that Kyle Allen didn't return to the game after Alex Smith went in when he was cleared by the medical team. And there was just a lot... It was almost like it was premeditated, the Alex Smith going into the game. There was people in the stands with 11. Um, Obviously, his family was there, um, which they would be for most games. But what was this last cameo? Just to get it out of the way, it's obviously an amazing effort, what Alex Smith has been to. And Ben, you mentioned on the group, Project 11 on KO. If you can watch it, definitely watch it. It's an amazing viewing. But... I just wonder whether this Alex Smith appearance it was his Jason McCartney moment and it was just to get him back out there. That's an amazing experience. And um, now we're back to Kyle Allen for good. And then whichever quarterback we decide is our future. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's the first one. But I, I, 
I just made another one up during this pod and Keeney did allude to it a little bit with the 49ers, but is there a world in 2021 that Matt Ryan reunites with Kyle Shanahan and is the 49ers quarterback? They obviously had great success in Atlanta. You mentioned the Jimmy G contract situation and, and odd Odd decisions to pull him from the game, even though he was medically cleared. Um, I just wonder whether there's any chance that Matt Ryan could be there. And given that the Atlanta organization has parted ways with the coach and who knows who comes in there, whether they want their own um, quarterback moving on, um, could be an interesting one. So there you have it. The two Mm. crystal balls. I like that juicy second one. Keeney, what are you going to add to that? I was going to say, it's nice that you've got back to having two balls, um, two crystal balls this week, um, which is good. And and just a bit of a, a long-term kind of crystal pill this week, which is good to see. I, just looking through last week's and the two this week, is that there's there's no vested interest from you here, Hod. They, all three players seem to be lining up on the humdingers. Is there any coincidence to that? Oh, oh that is news to me. Um... Kyle Allen impacted. He's going Cam, Cam, Cam Newton. Cam Newton oh. last week. Kyle Allen this week, and Matt Ryan. My goodness. Oh, to be fair, all his QBs. The first and third, I'm probably more invested in. Kyle Allen can do whatever he wants. Oh, flippy. Uh, now, nah, but I, I do. I, I agree with your Alex Smith sentiment. There, it did feel like a sort of a, a sort of formal send off for him. And if you do, if you do watch that documentary, I knew he's break was bad but I never realized the extent that it went through and the fact that the bloke still has a leg is absolutely astonishing let alone in the fact that he put pads on and went out and played at the highest level in NFL so if you're a bit squeamish maybe uh prepare yourself before you watch that doco because there's some pretty full-on moments in there but that's just uh child's play for Hod with his line of work isn't it well oh no doubt that's that's every day at the office but speaking of squirmish if you were watching that game, fancy leaving a bloke who's nearly lost his leg out there fending off um, the Rams D-line. Uh, who oh, when just Aaron Donald every... jumps on his back and goes for a piggyback ride, I, uh, yeah, even was watching that going, that's not going to end well. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was um, pretty frightening to watch. And he's a gutsy man, Alex Smith. Good luck to him. Absolutely. And on that note, uh, another one in the books, boys. I think plenty to go down this week. Some good matchups, and I think there'll be some close matchups this week, uh, and a lot to play out in terms of COVID news and everything as well. Surely we'll probably wake up tomorrow morning with some more COVID alerts going out there. It seems to be common practice, but at least we can be in high spirits being in Melbourne and being able to venture outside of our backyard. So be a bit nice in the coming weeks. Final thoughts there, Keeney? Final thoughts, Jim. Make sure you wake up uh, before 4am, please. Check your lineup. But uh, in all seriousness, it's, it's nice <laughs> to see the season standings. Um, and I think the playoff teams are starting to really take shape here. So looking forward to week six. Absolutely. Good point, Keeney. The, the season is starting to shape up. We're getting into the thick of it. And starting this week, I see the dingers dinging off the Bayside prostitutioners over and out. So you're keeping your tip, are you? 
<laughs> tip's All good. the tip. The tip is intact. Tip it in.